Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from you is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Good to be back. I hate missing Mondays. It's like I had, to, I had to contain so many takes, so many overreactions, because I, I, I had to just, I had two little kids under the age of five. I had to give it to them. Mm-hmm. I had to basically give it, yeah, I was, I was, I was doing my overreactions. Waste, you're wasting takes on them. Yeah, my, yeah. my, my four-and-a-half-year-old was like, uh, Paw what? Patrol. <laughs> what? The dolphins are what? I like dolphins. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, son. Dolphins, They're frauds. They're the, frauds. The dolphins can't beat a team over, uh, over 500 mm-hmm. in the NFL. What? I'm not saying dolphins fans are in a bad spot, but they're now trying to uh, retroactively – Go back and say, well, they beat the Chargers. Chargers are 4-4 four four now. Cole, listen, I think it's a bit of an overreaction mm-hmm. to be blaming Taylor Jenkins so much for the Grizzlies' poor start. I agree. Uh, it's more rostered than it is. I don't – that we. I think we all agree. Like, it's clear the coaching staff hasn't done a great job. 
But yeah, I just had to I had to run through all the different takes mm-hmm. with, with them because I missed yesterday's show. Their their school was unfortunately closed yesterday, and so yesterday it was, it was take care of the kids all day and then rush. What, what was it closed for? Like uh, you know some like conference day something uh, or other. It was like one it was one of those days off. Where you're like. You better not have very many of these. Like, yeah, you know, like we're, we're already starting to get into that with Josephine where you start like doing the math. It's like I'm not paying y'all to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, listen, that's not what I'm paying for. Yeah. If it's a holiday, I get it. You know, the holidays you Yeah, no, yeah, but, we, we, we. but nonetheless, uh I'm back. Glad to be back. Thanks for uh holding down the fort yesterday. At least I'm here for tell the truth too. Mm-hmm. And because I did, yes, my day yesterday was take care of the kids all day and then rush to FedEx Forum for the Tigers' season opener, season opening win over Jackson State. So we'll dive into that in a second here and tell the truth Tuesday. Also, um, some interesting uh, interesting developments, one, on the Seth Hennigan Memphis football front, Seth Hennigan shoulder or whatever, uh, excuse me, upper body, mm. upper uh, officially from the team it's upper body. Um I would say, if I was writing, I'd say apparent shoulder injury from the from the film from the from the what we saw in footage. Maybe maybe apparent left arm injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, there's an interesting development there, and we are the show on this station that values watching sports on TV the most. Yes, of I course. Think. And so we've got an interesting development on. The Grizzlies TV. How you be watching Grizzlies? Yeah. yeah, we got to discuss that here in a second. Two forty or so. Tim Murray from Vsin will join us. Three o'clock. We'll get into the list. We got got more developments in the Michigan football case, Jeffrey. Um, I've got I've got some interesting developments on the group chat. Yeah. Um, since we last talked, they're putting together new conferences. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> yes. Um, it feels like tomorrow is going to be a big day in this whole thing. I, it feels like we're we're headed toward the show the showdown that seems to be. I mean, isn't it possible it happens today? No, because I think it's forty eight hours from uh, Monday. Got it. So tomorrow, I think tomorrow mm, we could see the old some fireworks. Yeah, we'll get into that and maybe uh, you know talk some uh, NFL uh, to wrap things up. But let's start with Tell the Truth Tuesday. Let's start with Tigers basketball. Um, as I mentioned, they beat Jackson State. Apparently, you didn't get to watch the whole thing because you you only got to watch the whole thing if you were in the building. Correct. That is, yes, it was first, in the first half, it was pretty spotty. Even if it was rolling, like it looked like it was a throwback to the good old-fashioned, like, internet 1.0. Like, remember the very first time you ever, like, you, you found out they were streaming a game online and it was you were just watching pixelated video? Yeah. It was a lot of that. Remember, remember the, remember the, I want to say, I was there. But remember, there was a tubby game that was on Facebook Watch. Do you remember? I think oh, it was UAB yeah. at UAB. Yeah, because UAB it was a CUSA thing. U, UAB had a deal with Stadium, and Stadium was only available on. It was like Face- Doug Gottlieb called yeah. the game, but it was on like Facebook Watch or something like that. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was Stadium. Stadium had a deal with CUSA. And then, if I'm not that's, mistaken, well, you Memphis know, that's lost of, that game. That's one of the decisions. Houston thought they were going to be smart and beat everybody to the punch. They thought they cut the deal with the streaming, and it killed their league. Mm. Like the amount of games. Like, well, I mean, the last the last year or two. Like I was. I mean, I a was, lot of their decisions, but that was a huge part of it. I always leaned now, and now look, Cusa's Cusa's playing like starting in like 
Oh, no, Memphis won that game. Excuse me. Starting in, like, September, October, Cuse is playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, like, just to get on TV. Eh, maybe not. Maybe they did lose that game. I don't remember. That the whole time, it, it's crazy that five years from now, I don't even remember, like, the wins and losses of the Tubby era. Yeah, I also think that's, like, post-pandemic. Like, it was pre-pandemic. That's what I'm saying, but, like, oh, the, I see. that'll, like, I feel like that's like, entire, a horror like, lifetime. Yes. Yeah. Um, nonetheless... They came out. They looked, uh, you know. I would say, okay. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest performance. Um, there was enough good that I think he came away feeling pretty good about the team still. Um, and I would say this is my truth. All right, about that game, and it's maybe it maybe is a little different than what others have taken away from it. Um, because there was a lot of talk about the starting lineup, you know, even though, like, to be fair to Penny. You mean Rick? Well, no, but Penny, after the last exhibition game, not during the press conference with us reporters, but during his radio, post-game radio interview with Wolo, yep. he mentioned in that radio interview, it wasn't like the starting lineup change happened spur of the moment. He literally said after the LeMoyne-Owen game, I think I'm going to change the starting lineup because I want more energy to mm-hmm. start the game. He didn't like the energy at the start of the LeMoyne-Owen game. And we ended up getting, uh, instead of Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown yesterday, we had uh, Nick Jordan and Malcolm Dandridge. Went yep. with more of a traditional, you know, pretty traditional two-big lineup. And didn't get off to the greatest start, <laughs> um, ultimately. Yeah, but I, I think it'd make the argument. I didn't feel like it was their fault. Um, no. But yes, I agree. The the start was uneven. Yes. And well, and this is what I would say. And this goes uh, my my tell the truth is this. It's related to someone in the starting lineup. I think Javon Quinterly is the swing player on this team. And by swing player, I mean I think when he plays well, this team's really good. And I think when he plays like the player Nate Oates described, which no, is what he did but in No, the- no, no. That's not what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when he plays like that player, like passive. Oh, I'm sorry and you took it that way. Not engaged and kind of just floating a little bit. Yeah. Like this team's not going to be that great. And I think it was no coincidence that when they were throwing the ball all over the court in the first 10, 12 minutes of that game last night, like it was part of a first half in which I thought Javon Quinterly was like a ghost out there. Like, you know, you're invisible. Like he didn't, he was not, like it wasn't like he was awful. He wasn't great defensively, but he just, it just, it just in general, he just didn't seem like he was asserting himself. And then, I think the way that you're what you're trying to describe is it did not feel like he had an impact yes, on the game. Yes, not he had no impact whatsoever on the game. And then they came in late in the fir- that that last eight minutes, of the first half, they came in with Jalen Young, and he kind of he kind of helped steady them some. And then at the start of the second half, J- Javon Quinterly looked good. Like he came out and like it was clear he knew he had played. You know, kind of like, kind of crappy in the first half. And first three, four, five minutes of the second half, he has three, four assists, hits a couple, hits a couple shots, and suddenly Memphis is, you know, they had stretched it a little bit already going into halftime, but that was when they really kind of assert, you know, it was like clear, okay, like this game's over. And um, I, I just think they got a lot of talent and a lot of scores, but they need a leader. Like when you watch them, and he's the he's the guy who's got to do it. He's got he. I think he he's he's the oldest guy on the team, and 
He's right. the most accomplished. I hold think. On, hold on. Moment of silence for DeAndre. Yes. Moment of silence for DeAndre. I mean, he's an SEC tournament MVP. Like, he is a guy who, like, you need, if you want to go beat the best teams on this schedule, if you want to make a run in the tournament, that guy's got to be playing at a high level. And I think, I think he's a real, I, he, he didn't register much on the stats and all that, but I think when we look at this thing from a 30,000-foot view or whatever, I, I, he's not the best player on the team, but I think he's going to be the swing player. When he plays well, this team's going to be really good. Yeah, so if we're – I think swing players basically a nice way of couching polarizing. I mean, maybe not because in the end, if he's really good all year, then he's not really a polarizing player. Then he's just really good, and then you get into considering how much he's going to have the ball in his hands. You get into Kendrick Davis, yeah. Even though they're very different players, mm-hmm. but I mean, in the end, everyone loved Kendrick. Why? Because yeah. Kendrick was really good, and he yeah. had the ball in his hands a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think let's let's take a let's take a look at the other candidates. I suspect that you're correct because in the end, he's going to have the ball in his hands so much. Because like I think they threw the ball around because he wasn't asserting himself, and so you had David Jones like bringing David, the ball up the court, and, and he, David was throwing it around too. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, but it was because think, Quinterly wasn't running the show yeah, enough. Yeah. You think they were? It was like it was he was being passive, and so like they were kind of taking turns a little bit, initiating offense at times. And it was like, no, we need you to be kind of the head of the snake, facilitator. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I don't think it's going to be David Jones because I think David Jones is going to make shots, and in the end, shot makers don't really fall into the polarizing category. I think there's an argument to be made. I think there's one other candidate. Well, I think there's an argument to be made. He could potentially be the best wing Penny has had. Yeah, I can buy that. The like David, I, I I think like I think it would be probably Lester right now, right? If you went through the five years before this, probably the best wing he's had. And Lester, yeah, because Lester, and I, would, and I don't want Anders, and I don't want to say less like. I'm saying college Lester. No, like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, no, no. pro Lester is a little different. Like, seems to be uh, taking his game to another level. Um, he, but still, college Lester Quinones. Yeah, I think it's probably the best wing. But I think David Jones has the chance to be, you know, the most certainly the most productive wing Penny has had. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So the only other candidate I can think of, I mean Walton. I mean he had. Oh no! See, I think there's one more. I think Jordan Brown. He's interesting to me. We were talking about him last night because he is. I'll tell you, he is he, not. He looks the part. He well, he is not athletic. Yeah, but he looks the part. He is a like he looks like a big. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. He still looks a little like out of shape. I don't know if like he's definitely. It sounds like he's lost weight since he got to Memphis. Um, he's had some mo- like. I'll be honest. I haven't been like that. He hasn't stuck out to me yet. In any of these games, I'm not saying he's been p- played poorly. What I've noticed though is he is like a floor bound dude. Like he can barely, like he's six nine or whatever, we, and we he call can. It, we call those Zebo hops. He can, yeah, he can barely mm-hmm. dunk. Like he get can it, dunk. Get over that credit card. But like you know, he ain't. I don't know if he. Yeah, he can mm-hmm. barely dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. He is like big and like he's got he's, like he's the, what I refer to as he's an army guy, not an air force guy. Yeah, <laughs> he can he can carve out space inside. That's for sure. And it was. I think a lot, every, of a lot of people are making a big deal of like Penny starting Malcolm and you know like you can't quit you can't quit it because like I I think I, that, I that starting actually, lineup was Penny's starting lineup yeah, like I know I, that he changed no, no, I, wasn't I, Rick Stansberry I, I was who did being that. facetious for those that didn't quite get it I I took a different approach with the Malcolm starting like I took that as a 
as a hat tip to Malcolm, we, we kept hearing behind the scenes, Malcolm's had a great camp. Malcolm has had a great attitude. What I, I took that as like Well, a, if you were going to go, who were the two best bigs in their two exhibition games? They started last night's game. Nick yeah. Jordan and Malcolm Dandrew were their two like, best I, bigs in the exhibition I did games. Not but, take, I did not take that as a East High, his gut, can't quit his guts. I took that as like Malcolm earned that moment. And whether or not that continues, I thought Malcolm was decent. I also think it was like a, you know, a kick in the pants to Jordan Brown a little bit. Like, I think he was playing. I, I think, you know, I think there was Sterling Archer. <laughs> little column A, little column B. You know, and like, just because, like, I do think it'll be the same starting lineup against Missouri. But like, to think, here, here's the real truth. Penny's fiddled with his starting lineups throughout every season he's been the coach. Like, he's not your traditional coach in that way. He's much more willing to change things up than other coaches are. Yeah, I guess... My two tell-the-truths are, number one, my first tell-the-truth was, that just looked like a season opener. Yeah. I'm not ready. It, it was uneven, yes. But you know what? You know what I think it was a little uneven early? They looked pretty jacked up. Yeah. I mean, Jake on Walton tried to. Yeah. <laughs> tried to, like, tried to dunk over. Like, tried to literally, <laughs> awesome. like, like, fly over. But, like, I don't think that's how they're going to start against Missouri. And then my second tell-the-truth is, we will learn much more about this basketball team after Friday night than we will after last night. And I'm even I'll even take it as far as like get back to me like get back to me when they get back to from the Bahamas. Like where are they at when they get back from the Bahamas? Cuz I think these 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 first three games are like I think Friday's game especially like I expect they'll beat Alabama State just fine with yeah, that. No, I, but like this Missouri game is going to be a little weird cuz Penny's not coaching it. I know Stansberry's like a veteran coach, he's coached, you know, coaching a lot of big games, but the reality is like also hasn't made a second weekend. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just the truth. Like, I want to see this team when it's coached by Penny, because like Penny is going to make sub. We know Penny sure. is going to make substitution decisions that are different than what Rick Stansberry did last night. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with you. And for better or worse. Yeah, like I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, that's just the truth. It's going to be slightly different once Penny takes the reins back when he's back from and, the suspension. When I say we're going to learn more from Friday nights than from last nights, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to go football brain and decide after Friday night what I think about this team. But let's be real. Friday's going to be the first time they play a team that has dudes that are the same size as them and the same, like, similar talent level. And if you come out and you fart around for a little bit, that might cost you the game. Yes. Like, last night, the start did not cost them the game. Yeah. It didn't even put really honest, because I agree with you. It felt like after, like, Three minutes into the second half, I was like, "Well, I don't even care that I can't watch this now." Yeah, like it, it felt. Well, like and it, if you like again, and it goes back to my Quinterly point, if you just aren't throwing the ball around like crazy in those opening whatever minutes, like you probably do beat the spread. You probably do win by twenty five or thirty. It is funny. I mentioned this on the post game show that I do with my old coworkers. Isn't it funny now how? How you feel about whether how a team played on a given night is largely controlled by the spread. Something yeah. that used to be yeah. taboo, and yeah. we don't talk about that. That's not real sports. Like, yeah. it now That's colors true. how you feel about whether or not your team played well. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're. I think right. What did? And now I will be interested to see because you know, I asked I asked Stansberry after the game about both this line, starting lineup and kind of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Because they play a lot of guys. Like, they played 11. Now, Stansberry's point was we really only played eight in the second half until, like, yeah. late. Um, 
But the way he laid it out was the five starters. By the way, last. smart move by Rick also. Making Nick go in last. Mm. Got it. Can't be you can't be the you can't be the assistant, the interim head coach, and then you know, put Nick in with four minutes to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh you mean Noah? No, son. sorry, sorry. Yeah, Noah. Yeah, yeah. His son Noah, Noah stands right. Yeah, he's the new like uh, last guy on the bench in yeah. the student section wants to score. Great hair. <laughs> thought he had great hair. I, I thought he came ready to play. <laughs> he kind he, he kind of looks like it. he could, he could oh, fit yeah. in at MUS. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I thought it was interesting with the rotations. He had the five starters of. Uh, Jordan, Javon Jones, Quinterly, Walton. David Jones, yeah, Jaquan Walton, Jordan Dandridge. Then you had Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills off the bench. And then um, the way uh, Stansbury phrased it was eight and nine were uh, were Ashton and Jonathan Pierre. Or no, who was eight? Who was the third one he had? Who am I? Jaden didn't come in till late. Oh right? yeah, Jaden. It's it's Jaden is eight. Jane was eight. He basically laid it out as your bet. Your 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 next five are Jordan Brown, Caleb Mills. This is as of last night. Jaden Hardaway, and then he had nine and ten as Ashton Hardaway and Jonathan Pierre, and then Jalen Young as eleven. Like that was how he literally laid out the pecking order of the team, and was gave us this whole spiel about you know guys. <laughs> sounds good. It's it sounds great. And you can see why Rick Stansberry is known as a great recruiter because he kept emphasizing, guys, the key to a championship team is not guys one through five on the roster. What determines a championship team is guys six through ten and whether they accept their roles. No, and like, I, but I, would, I don't know if I believe that. It sounds good. And there's there's certain elements that are true. But if you don't have a good one through five, no, it doesn't no. matter who you six through ten are. Although I could argue, like, I've given up the thought of this team's just going to have one through eight. Like, under Penny, it's just the only year. I'm just going to be honest. He's going to play. There's too many guys. He's going to play 11. That's what I'm saying. I I just know it. And so, because of that, maybe maybe 10 some night. Like, you can. I can buy the argument only because basically they play roughly the same amount of minutes. Yeah, I, I just, I, my feeling is we're going to see a lot of 10 and 11 man rotations oh, yeah. over oh, this yeah. season. Um, I'm still holding out. Now, I will say, what's, what's who in- is your Who is your Rhodes coach? I'm still holding out hope for the, uh, the hockey lines. One, I just want to see him do. Oh, I forget. I don't know. I don't. I remember yeah, that guy. Remember he'd like yeah. play like ninety second hockey shifts. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it was like new guys all in. Yeah, it was just as fast as you could go. Like yeah. every thirty, every ninety seconds. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I will say though, it's just the depth of talent is. It's better than it's ever been. The depth of talent. Like I don't know if there's anyone on this roster who is as good as Kendrick Davis. Maybe even as good as DeAndre Williams. Oh, I gotta tell the truth. It might be controversial. I want to get your opinion. Okay. That should be their primary uniform. That thing pops on television. I the all I'm whites. Even, the oh, all yeah, whites yeah. look so good. Well, some people don't like. I also like. I know there's traditionalists. I mean, the, who don't like the Memphis State no, no, no. ones. I love that as an alternate. Yeah, I like it as an alt. I like those Memphis love, State ones. But I don't think that should be your every game uniform. No, no, I, it can't be. It shouldn't be. I like if you want to make it your big game uniform. Totally good with that. But I don't think it you seems are, like by and large, it's like Penny's like good luck uniform, like for the big game, like games yeah. where like the big games. It seems I, I like more no, often than not, I got no problem with that being a big Mem- game uniform. Memphis State jerseys, yeah. It's like kind of like uh, Finn Balor when he like you know he does the, the paint, pa- the paint for the pay per view. We're, we're 
We're past I'm, that. I'm, no, I'm sensitive. Oh, okay. I love Finn. <laughs> and they buried him. They um, ruined it. They they made the demon lose like three times. Mm. It's disgusting. Gross. Absolutely disgusting. Um, he got hurt, pal. You know that, right? I put the belt on him and he got hurt. God damn it. <laughs> well, I all in all, I came away. I came away going, you know what? I didn't think this team played that well, and they still scored 94 points. And like there was enough there that where I'm like, you know what? Like I'm willing to believe still that that was the sign of actually a good team that they played kind of crappy and still scored 94 points. I but I know we'll see on Friday. I think you're right. Like I don't know if it'll hold. Like I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna learn we're gonna learn more on Friday. Because that's the other thing about Friday. You know, Mark and I were talking about this before the show. So the game at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri has a massive football game on Saturday. They're hosting Tennessee. Yeah. It seems to me like it's going to be a good environment. My prediction is that might bring a few more people to the game. They they beat uh Arkansas Pine Bluff last night pretty good. Um in their first game Missouri did. Um now they have a lot of new guys too, like everyone in college basketball. So I mean that's like when one of the concerns is Continuity, or you know, knowing how to play with one another, chemistry, gelling, whatever you want, however you want to define it. Almost every team in the country is doing this. Yeah, but I, and I just think with the type of non-conference schedule Penny has put together, I would love it. It'd be great for seating purposes, to be quite honest. If we've kind of laid out those, it's like ten tough games essentially, mm-hmm. starting with Missouri Friday, then three potentially in the Bahamas. Three road games at Ole Miss, at VCU, at Texas A&M, and then three home games, Clemson, UVA, Vanderbilt. Like, I think you're fine if you go – if you're aiming to go – honestly, like, not aiming, but, like, if you're above 500 in those – if you're 5-5 and or 6-4 and in those 10 games, like, that's – I think you've done – you're going to have some solid wins there. Um, The problem is, is that – that means if you lose like more than two conference games, you're probably back in the position you were last year. Unless the conference, like unless the conference is better, like unless UAB ends up being you know top fifty team or you know the conference has to be yeah. some of those. It has one of those fluky like you know sometimes Mountain West or West yeah, Coast yeah. conference gets like overvalued. Yeah, or whatever. Like, which does Wichita State end up realizing like man we should have made this hire a long time ago? Like do they do like, that? They, they if I was to go through the teams in the league. If you read kind of the tea leaves, tea leaves of who could like mm. be that, they're the one. I, them and UAB, I think. Like a lot of people pointed to Tulane, but I would, I would actually, I actually think Wichita and, um, who did I, I just you said UAB? Yeah, UAB. But I didn't know if you were bringing another team. No, I think Wichita and UAB are the yeah, teams I think could be like three, four in the league potentially. All right, you have to weigh in on. Uh, sometimes I. I'll scroll Twitter and mm-hmm. then I'll realize like that's that's just too much internet. Too okay. many this is like have you have you formed an opinion of whether or not college basketball should have played yesterday? That was the big debate. Too shouldn't have been playing on a Monday too early, oh. whatnot. Well, there's this debate of like college basketball has like kind of the worst opening day in sports. Like well, what it's but I blame that that's an that's getting they away. They haven't branded but, it well enough. No, because ESPN got away from the best thing they the ever did was hours the marathon. Hoops. The yeah. twenty-four hours hoop was a great idea, but also now ESPN has Monday Night Football, 
They were yeah. they were over in Europe trying to do the, the well, women's and, tournament. And like, teams just don't want to play. Well, sure, but like that was why you got freaking Fairhope, or you know what I mean? Like you got these teams that were never no, going to yeah, get. Like, like no, I I I. Now that you bring it up, I distinctly remember going to Manhattan, Kansas for a Virginia yeah. Tech Kansas State game at like, like one in the afternoon correct. on a weekday. Yes, <laughs> in like, Manhattan. that was the point. Yeah, um, you want to talk about a drive? Drive from Kansas City. To Manhattan, Kansas. It is flat, and it's like you go. You, you see Lawrence, yeah, and that, that you go like forty five minutes, and then there's Lawrence, and then like it's another. It's, it's like three nothing. hours from there. Yeah, yeah, like it's another nothing. hour or two or something. I don't know. It was just, I just remember it being a desolate drive, but because now they've basically made it like Kansas City to Lawrence is now almost like one. It's like it's really like one long like strip. Like yeah. you know how you know how like when you get to Greensboro. Greensboro and Raleigh are technically like an hour, hour 15, mm-hmm. but because it's all like just barely, fairly developed interstate or highway, yeah. however you want to, like, it feels like, eh, it's just not that bad. That's kind of how now Kansas yeah. City Lawrence is. Yeah, so it was, you know, Michigan State lost yesterday, and you had a couple decent games. I mean, I do think it would have been a little different. Like, USC was on national TV, and if Bronny was making his debut yesterday, I think you would have thought a little differently got, about it. That would have been an event. I got a hot take. I was not prepared for I had a I had a brain malfunction because a Georgia and Oregon so mm-hmm. I I thought it was a cool event it was out in Vegas for those who didn't know yeah. they would play a, a men's game girl uh, women's game men's game women's game or whatever yeah. so they did I think two and two first game mark was on true tv mm-hmm. you can't do that to me when I mm-hmm. I'm sitting there scrolling like where's this game it's on true tv I'm not ready. I'm only yeah, conditioned to find we've, true. We've just gotten used to it Correct. in March. Correct. I'm only conditioned to go get True TV whenever the the first four starts. What is, or so does Turner have like a deal now? I, apparently, I don't know if this was a like a one off. So because TNT had the Bleacher Report. Yeah, TNT had the other game. Yeah, Bleacher Report was clearly sponsoring this or whatever the title sponsor of this event in Vegas, and obviously Bleacher Report's a Turner property. I, I think get ready for this because this will lead into our next one. Mark, uh, get ready for sports on HBO Max. Yeah, well, you know, they already stream them there now. I know, but I'm talking about exclusives. Exclusives? Yeah, baby. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah. Get that Max yeah. subscription base up. Yeah, get that, they, well, get, already get now, that, like the that, NBA games are Bleacher, available on them. With the Bleacher Report add-on. I think they oh. were they were they were doing, I haven't actually watched they it. They did I think they did a trial run for like 2 weeks but I believe that's going to be a Bleacher Report add-on. Okay, let's save our Seth Hennigan development okay, for, for the, list. the list because I do think this is a good segue into news that was reported I believe yesterday like late afternoon early evening right after the show mm-hmm. um via Tim Bontemps over at ESPN uh it's related to Bally Sports oh, and yeah. Diamond, what is it, Diamond, Diamond Sports. Sports. Um, so in their court case, they have reached a, I guess the best way to put it is a tentative uh, settlement, I guess, um, because basically the long and short of it is that there's a, some sort of settlement that they've reached in in order so, that Bally Sports so it was will court. remain active for so the remainder of this so year. I, the the cliff notes. It was in court, and what was decided is all teams, almost everyone I think has multiple years left on their deals. Yes. What was decided is 
Diamond basically said, we can pay out this year. Yeah. So we can do this year. And then you're allowed to re like, they can renegotiate new deals if they want. But basically it's the, this, everyone's at the very yes. last year. So the NBA and Diamond Sports Group have agreed to a deal that should keep NBA games on Bally Sports, regional sports networks through the remainder of this season. The deal, which came about as Diamond Sports Group has been in bankruptcy court for some time as it tries to reorganize its business, still needs to be approved by the court before it can officially move forward. Um, I got the sense that that's a rubber stamping. I, got, I would assume I, as long as the NBA supports right, it, that's the, I'm, the but, court will support it. I got it. the sense that both parties agreed to this. And usually yes. if both parties agree, unless there's some legal ramification. like And to your point, so 15 teams yeah. have some sort of Bally Sports, regional sports network televising yeah. their games, including the Memphis Grizzlies. But as part of the deal, all existing RSN deals teams have with Bally Sports will expire at the end of this season, regardless of how long they were supposed to last. Um, if Diamond continues to operate in any market, the team in that market will have the option to extend its existing agreement for one more year. Right. Um, so, they're still in bankruptcy. They're still in bankruptcy court. It also gives back games for Diamond Sports to license to an over-the-air station in a team's home market. So I don't know if they'll take, do that in Memphis. That would mean, like, you know, selling it to Man, WMC this, or this is this is a throwback. I mean, this is like when when we first got the yeah. Grizzlies and you could yeah, I think it was like they would occasionally sell it, it yeah. to Fox 13 oh, yeah. or whatever. Um so here's my tell the Usually truth. Usually CW. From, here's here's my tell the truth from this. How you watch the Grizzlies right now is not how you're going to watch them next season. I think you're right. The only thing you could talk me into is well, look, the Grizzlies are going to be in a tougher spot I think than other teams in the NBA. Surprise, because of their market size, like everything related to them. Like, I, I, whereas, like, for instance, if you're like, I don't know if the Lakers, the Lakers, let's see, what are, what are the biggest, what's the biggest market team affected by this? Like, the, the Lakers are with altitude. I don't think altitude yeah, No, a it's, diamond. it's probably, I mean, you got I like, I say it's, I think it's Phoenix. You got the Miami Heat, you got the Mavericks, you've got the Clippers. Um, I don't know. I, it's Atlanta, the Hawks, Charlotte, Cleveland, Detroit. But the, the question is, how valuable are the rights to Grizzlies games ultimately? Like well, how valuable? I mean, if, if they're going to be sold individually like this, like what is the value? Does, say, Apple TV Plus or Amazon Prime or Netflix, whatever, name your major streaming service, do they see enough value in having – one team, you know, like, is that enough subscribers for them to invest in it? I imagine it wouldn't be just one team. So typically, if you're going to a streamer, this is why when everyone rolls their eyes at this, this is why this is a huge thing. And let me explain. Yes, everyone is good through this next TV deal. But I'm telling you, the NBA doesn't have a TV deal. Yeah, There's a reason why you hear every other week a Mark, there's a new competitor, a new bidder. And, like, ultimately, like, people complain about Valley Sports, and I am I know the Grizzlies hear it, but there's a reason why they kept keep doing it over the years. It's a guaranteed, it's guaranteed, guaranteed revenue that's pretty good. Well, and you don't have to start your own TV network. Yeah, you don't have to. They, they you know, like. I, it's a business decision. In yeah. the end, uh, this is the, the biggest key point I would make. People have tried to take it direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 network. Mm-hmm. It is – no one has figured out the formula yet. 
I mean, like, look, the Suns to make I, it are doing it differently this season where their owner is basically taking on a lot of upfront costs in the hopes of it will pay off in the long run because we're making these games available to a wider audience. We're going to sell our own ads, you know, and, and you're starting your own TV network because we're opening it up to a wider audience. Over time, we're going to make up this upfront cost in the extra Correct. ad revenue we'll make. I think you could also make the argument it's kind of the move of a new owner. Yeah, like no. new new well, owners in, in, in DC. Ted Leonsis but doesn't bought, he own the TV networks? Well, he started Monumental Network and then basically waited it out until he started his own network, like as a streaming service, where he basically ate a bunch of upfront costs getting it off the ground with the knowledge of hey, in twenty twenty three. All my, I own the Caps and I own the Wizards, All their and their rights are up. And their rights <laughs> yeah. are up with the local RSN. Um, and once they're up, I'll just I'm not I'm not going to sell them. I'll have this TV network ready to go to. And now Monumental Network, as soon as they got Wizards and Caps games, they went from streaming to they're now in the. If you yeah. get cable in DC, it's you're getting every, yeah. you're getting that cable channel. And that, that's what Yes Network did once upon a time with the Yankees. That's what the Dodgers have done. And so, but the, like the Dodgers partnered with Time Warner, okay. But their um, owner had Time Warner money, like. But like, it's a little you know, like the Yankees are a lot, to, you know, and like the Lakers, whenever they're if they need to get go this route eventually, like they'll be fine. Now, the Knicks will be fine. Well, here's the problem: although though. their owner owns their owner owns the station they're on, everyone has been chasing the TV money, mm-hmm. and now the TV money has gotten to the point where TV networks are having to sit there and go. All right, the free the free for all's done. We're going to start yeah. making smarter decisions, and we don't know what our future is. It's going to be very interesting to but see. But what the streamers have done, the streamers have been pretty upfront. Like here's an upfront flat fee that's usually not a ton, and we'll give you more if you deliver this many subscribers. Correct. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see what, like, what, what am I going to watch Grizzlies? How am I going to watch Grizzlies games out here? I don't know the answer to that. It, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, I don't think it's going to be the way it is now though. I don't think we're going to be watching Bally Sports Southeast next season. I think, I suspect you're correct. Like, is it, is it the Grizzlies starting their own network? I, I find that to also be like the, you know, not necessarily the most likely route immediately, immediately. So yeah. like, what is the in between? I don't know. I'm not an you know, I'm not an expert. I just watch TV. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I just watch screens. I don't know. And I don't know the nitty gritty yet. Gut reaction: the NBA is going to step in. The NBA is going to and buy the NBA it. will start its own streaming yeah. service for it's the, buy NBA Plus. That's that's exactly what it's going to yeah. be. I'm gonna I'm paying for NFL Plus yeah. right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to NBA pay for Plus. NBA Plus. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. All right, let's talk some college football with Tim Murray. We'll do that next right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray is, of course, the host of v Primetime Live, airing from 5 until 8 every weeknight locally. Also, the v College Football Betting Podcast. He's kind enough to join us each and every Tuesday on the program on Twitter, on X, at 1TimMurray. Tim, is Alabama going to actually pull this off? They might. They're, they're good, man. Um, I can't remember if I said it on, on your guys' show. Um... But I, I took a little Alabama to win the title. Yeah, you um, said it. You said it last Tuesday. Let's see. This was yeah, October twenty third. I made this bet fourteen to one, and and the odds haven't changed drastically. They're down like nine or ten to one. Still, I mean, the thing about Alabama and Oregon, if if they're going to win the national championship, there's no margin for error, right? Correct. I mean, they cannot lose another game. Uh, Oregon. Goes, you know, hosts Oregon State. They play USC this weekend, and then obviously they have to beat Washington in order to get to the playoff. Alabama's got to be Georgia. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Uh, but you know what we saw on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, I, I was pretty impressed. And you know, I know uh, Jaden Daniels got knocked out of the game with a concussion, but at that point, it was it kind of felt like it was over um, for for LSU. Um, there were moments in that game where certainly it looked like. LSU's offense was just the you know the real deal, but um, I know, thought Alabama- I thought once I thought LSU's chance was they stole the touchdown right before the half, and then they were getting the ball, and then when they didn't do anything with the ball that next possession, that was when I was like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say, yeah, and and for me watching that game as as a uh, Bo Nix uh, Heisman investor. Um, for two quarters, maybe two and a half quarters, I'm like, Jaden Daniels is winning the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> like this, they couldn't this dude, stop him. They couldn't stop him. He is, he is electric. He is, he is, you know what the Heisman Trophy should be. You know, he probably should win that award. He won't, but he should win that award. Um, but no, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Alabama just it feels like. You know, everybody was shorting them preseason, taking under 10.5 wins. You know, that was a very, very popular play. They obviously lose by double digits to Texas. Here's here's an interesting discussion, because Ralph Russo from the AP does this a lot. Who's in, right? Yeah. I think this is a fascinating scenario, all right? If so Michi- them, If them in Texas wind up as one-loss champions. Yep. Who gets in? So my fr- you you cannot last you, week. you cannot leave out Texas if that's the scenario you just can't I think they one, went to Alabama and won by double digits I think there's one way you can do it if yours is hurt 
but he'll be back. He should be back. Uh, same injury he had last year. So in this scenario, we got undefeated. We have undefeated Michigan. Doesn't matter. Whoever, Michigan, one, Ohio State, whoever, okay. one of them. And then you've got Bama as an SEC champion. At you've one got, loss. At one loss. You'll have one loss, Georgia having lost to Alabama. I you'll think have, they'd be out. You'll have one loss, Texas having won the Big 12 championship. And, and then, then you'd potentially one loss, potentially undefeated Florida State, and one loss, Oregon or Washington. I think this scenario gets the most convoluted if it is undefeated Washington, undefeated Florida State, undefeated Big Ten champ, and then you've got to decide between 12-1 and Texas with a head-to-head double-digit win on the road in Tuscaloosa or a one-loss SEC Alabama. Yeah, okay. I think you have to take Texas. I, I you think, have to. I, I tend to agree with you all. I don't, but here's the thing. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I just I, I think it's just hilarious because here's well, here's, here's, here's another. Well, how about we th- how about we throw in Oregon? Well, no, Tim, Oregon, throw, throw in Oregon, this one. yeah, throw in this one because I don't think this is happening. I I think they're going to get smushed this week. But what happens if Ole Miss is at eleven and one? They beat Georgia on the road, and let's say Georgia still gets the SEC title game. They knock out Alabama. What are they doing with if one? Ole Miss is not in the championship game because Alabama has the tiebreaker against them. Right. But they would have beaten Georgia on the road, which no one's done since 2018. What are they doing there? An 11-1 SEC team has never been left out. I think they'd get left out. I think so, too. I also think it doesn't matter. It'll, set, it'll sort itself I, out the, these last I, I do. I, it always does. Um, you know, the weird, the weird thing is... How many times have we truly had, like, a team that felt... Like that Auburn team once upon a time. That was BCS. Yeah, that was yeah. BCS. They, they also Auburn gets to play victim on that one. They did the have old, to go take the, play the, or USC. Was it 2014 when the Big 12 completely screwed itself? Yes, and like that was played one, itself out. One true champion, and they declared co-champions. Right, and That's they right. left yeah. all of them. And, out. Then, right. and then the other one was Penn State at 11 and two. Yes, won the Big Ten title game, but beat lost Ohio by State. 40 to Michigan, and. They had another. They had another weird loss in there. It was like West Virginia. They had like another weird loss, but they beat in Ohio State. Yeah. And Ohio State. And Ohio got State in. got in and won the national and championship. Then Alabama think, got right? in. I think the year Alabama lost the Iron Bowl. I think in 2017 they lost the Iron Bowl to Auburn. Auburn then lost the SEC title game to Georgia, and Georgia and Alabama got in and. Because Auburn had, I think Auburn, Auburn, also had, lost Auburn Clem- had three losses. I think they lost to Clemson that year too. There was like Auburn, another weird one. Auburn would have got in. Auburn would have got in with two losses, but they lost to Georgia in a rematch because they had beaten Georgia in the and regular Al- they beat season. They beat Georgia and Alabama like back to back weeks. Yeah, but they had some ugly. They had three losses, I think, if I remember correctly. I so. think they lost. I think that year they lost to LSU. I think they also played Clemson that year. They lost to Clemson, and then they lost the the title game to Georgia. Who in your mind, Tim? Of those teams we're naming here, who are like in the mix, mm-hmm. if you were to rank them, like here are the here are the, because we're we're all agreeing, like you know what, this could be crazy and have you could have some legitimate giants left out, but our our gut is this will settle itself out. How is yeah. it going to settle itself out? Like who are these te- who out of these teams do you think is most likely to trip up here over the next few weeks? I thought Washington would, um, and I still do. And you look at the odds, I mean. Oregon's like a minus 140 favorite to win the Pac-12, and they have a loss. So I think Washington trips up. But, you know, I'll give them credit for Saturday. I was wrong. I was on USC. I Same. Thought, 
I thought we'd get a USC effort, and and the defense, like they always do, was absolutely horrendous, and and Washington was able to win that game (laughs) running for 250 yards, which did not see that coming on my bingo card. Um, I I think the Big Ten figures itself out, uh, assuming uh, that Penn State – I mean, here's – the thing that could get really wacky is if Penn State wins this weekend against Michigan. I don't think they will. I know the game's at home, but if – Penn State's offense looked that bad against Ohio State. Now, granted, I, I'm in the camp. I think we have to flip our Ohio State brain. Ohio State is a defense-first team. Like, their 100%. defense is legitimately good, and their offense is kind of doing Can, enough. And I, and, uh, but, I mean, how are they, how's Penn State going to move the ball on Michigan if they couldn't move it on Ohio State? Because I do think Michigan's defense is still better than Ohio State's. I, I'm too enamored with, with the Heisman right now, and, and I know it's a small – blip but how can nine people from the athletic say that marvin harrison jr should win the heisman trophy right now isn't that kind of on brand i I, explain it to me their biggest game of the year he had three catches against notre dame he had four catches against Rutgers. the argument would be his biggest game though was the penn state game i mean based off based off of the point spread notre dame was a closer game yeah, but I'm talking about the number The number of people. Wasn't the, the Penn State, I think the Penn State game had more viewers than the Notre Dame game because I think mm, Notre Dame went against Colorado. I don't think so. I thought that was I thought that Notre was like Dame, Notre Dame, Ohio State had like 10 million viewers. I mean, I I love Marvin Harrison Jr., but like, I'm Malik sorry. Neighbors is a more impactful wide receiver in the country, in my opinion, you than can Marvin make the Harrison Jr. That, but he's got a better guy throwing to him. All right. I mean, he's ninth in the country. In in receptions, I still yeah, I'm with you. I still think though, but we had so people, if you, if we had you want trying it, to remember we had but people if you trying want to convince it, Brock Bowers was going to win the Heisman. It's like yeah, if, if you want to say because the straw poll is right now, okay. If you want to say that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to win the Heisman, I would listen to it because he could go off for 250 receiving yards against you know Ohio, uh, against Michigan, and then that's a Heisman moment. I'm like I. I how can you watch college football all year and tell me Marvin Harrison Jr. should win the Heisman Trophy right now? Like uh, Michael Penix? Yeah, absolutely. Like he's had some big moments for sure. But yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. But that uh, back to your initial question. Sorry, I, I got derailed there. Um, how do I think this is going to play out? I don't know. I I kind of chalky. I like the Big Ten doesn't. I don't get worried. I, I just oh, the winner of the Heisman. Yeah. Ohio State-Michigan winner is going to be in the playoff. They're going to be undefeated. They're going to beat Iowa by 73 points in the Big Ten championship game. I think Oregon's going to win the Pac-12. I think they're a legitimate top three or four team in the country right now. I I think Georgia's a little vulnerable. They're not as elite, certainly, as they have been. But the moment you doubt them is when they kind of you know, punch up, and they say, yeah, don't doubt us. Is is Brock Bowers going to be back for the SEC championship game? <sighs> depends. It depends who you talk to. There's some... Is he going to Aaron Rodgers' doctor? No, he got the thing Tua got, right? He got the tight rope. You got the tight rope. The tight rope. So there's some that believe he might be um, draft-focused. Draft there are others that believe that he is going to come back. It It seems to be... I think I think he'll come back. Oh, oh, you mean for the for the SEC championship, correct? Or for for the season, both. 
I think he'll come back. You think like Jackson Smith and Jigba there's, style? There, there, there's talk of that. Okay. I mean, I, I, I get it. I'm not going to knock the guy. I mean, he's going to be a top, what, five to ten pick? I mean, I think like so Kyle Pitts was the highest drafted tight end. What was that? What do you go? Six, seven? And most people think Brock's going to go before that. So how does this how does this season get weird? So this season, in my mind, gets weird in the scenario that we laid out. Alabama finishes as the SEC champion at twelve and one. Well, well here's Texas the, wins the Big Twelve. I think, what if what if Michigan? Here's another weird one. Michigan loses this weekend to Penn State, but then comes back and beats Ohio State. Well, who wins the tiebreaker? Uh, I don't know because that gets into like that gets into like it's Big like Division- Ten West opponents combined record. Northwestern not stinking, I think, helps Penn State, I believe. Yes, it does. I think there's a chance Penn State gets in. I still think in that scenario, it's just whoever ends up winning the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, because okay. be, yeah, I, I think that's how. I mean, Michigan, I'm really interested to see the, the rankings today because, you know, we talked about it last week. Ohio State, to me, was a lock to be number one. This week, I'm not so sure because Georgia beat Missouri – who's top 15, that's their best win now. And Ohio State's second best win isn't as impressive because Notre Dame just lost to Clemson, so they're going to drop. And then Ohio State once again kind of just played with their food against Rutgers. Yeah, they won and covered, but it, you know, it wasn't game control. It wasn't dominant, all that stuff. So, Well, I'm wondering if they give Washington credit. They should. They should. They should. So who bumps out? Michigan? Florida State. What did Florida State do this past Florida weekend? State played Pitt, and they didn't play anyone on they, offense. Yeah, they went. They were it was like, like 24-7, right? It was like, I, could I think see, it was 24-3. I could see yeah. them pushing back Florida State to five. Because Florida, Florida State LSU's, was four? Florida State was four. LSU's their best win. now that win isn't yeah. look as good. Yeah. I, could see, I could see Florida State dropping a five and Washington going up to four, but USC drops out of the top 25. Not if they don't want them to. That's true. <laughs> you know, I always love. I always love that random team. They're like, who? Why is? Why is Illinois at five and four there? Oh, now they played, they Michigan needs a quality yeah, win. Yeah, they played Michigan. <clears throat> it was a good week for the AAC. It feels like with Air Force losing, Army. That was part of. That was part of their initiation fee yeah. was to knock off Air Force. Um, so here's the wrinkle. Do you see this today, though? Yeah, James Madison. With James Madison trying to... They're petitioning the NCAA. Didn't they do this already? It got denied some... This is different? I don't know how, but if they their petition gets heard and overturned, which it probably won't, but it does throw a wrinkle into this because the Sun Belt has agreed that if the petition gets overturned... They'll play in the title game. They'll play in the title game. And then they would then be eligible for the New Year's Six. And does James Madison at undefeated surpass all of these teams? I, I'm just – I don't think we're going to get to the point where Liberty – their schedule is so bad and the Conference USA is so bad that I don't think Liberty at undefeated really ever has a chance here. Um, I still believe Tulane with one loss or SMU with one loss, but SMU schedule's terrible too. So what are they going to do if what if two loss SMU wins? Because SMU has two losses, right? They lost to TCU, TCU and Oklahoma, and TCU might not even be bowl eligible, so that's not really a good loss. Now they they did play TCU at full strength, right? That will be the that will be the spin zone. I I still think don't you think Air Force? I, 
I, I, think, I, Air Force, hate, I think Air I, Force is done. I, I think, think Air Force I is think, out. And I also think they got another loss coming. They play Boise to wrap up the season. Although Boise's are their best wide receiver's already announced he's going in the portal. Someone's I guess he hasn't announced. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 